Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We have completed discussion on chapter 7, Gnana Vignana Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge and Wisdom. And we'll be entering into the discussion of Akshara Brahma Yoga, Yoga of Imperishable Brahman. So starting from chapter 1, we have seen in chapter 1 our own situation, the condition we are in. We are fighting this battle of life. But I get confused about what is the right action. Whether this is right or that is right. Should I do this or should I do that? Constantly I'm waffling between this or that. And can't come to the right conclusion. So in chapter 1, Arjuna kept arguing intellectually but could not come to any conclusion. In chapter 2, in the beginning, he surrenders himself to Lord Krishna then comes the guidance. So the guidance comes as the revelation about the true nature of our self. So in chapter 2 we learned that all that which I have thought about myself was erroneous. Myself is immortal being. And therefore once I realign my understanding about who I am, everything else will fall in place in a very new pattern. You know, just like when we are traveling, sometimes it's a new road pattern, we get adjusted to it. You know. So unless you pay attention to that, we go back onto the old way which you are traveling on the road, you're going to run into some construction. So the old way of thinking of who I am, if I change it to the new way of thinking who I am, then how I act will change completely. So in chapter 3, we learn the nature of actions, what actions are all about. And the actions are binding, but not the ones which are performed in the spirit of yajna. So the escape hatch is that all my actions should be performed in the spirit of yajna for the greater good, for the common good, which is karma yoga. So we learned that karma yoga is the way to act in this world And then what is karma yoga was defined, if you give up the anxiety for the fruits of actions, that's karma yoga, that you are a yogi. So my now goal is I have to act in this world, but I want to renounce actions. So chapter 4 talked about how to renounce actions in knowledge. Knowing that I'm not the doer, I'll be able to renounce my actions. So that renunciation of the agency is sannyasa. So in chapter 5, we learned what the sannyasa is. Renouncing the anxiety of actions is karma yoga. Performing karma yoga, I become a yogi. That I become so efficient in my actions that I realize that I am not the doer at all. And that is sannyasa. So chapter 5, we learned sannyasa. Once I renounce that sense of agency, 
then I have to identify with my true self. So in chapter 6, we learned the techniques of meditation. How to give up the identity with the self which I have right now, the limited self, the conditioned self which I consider me, to the true self, which we learned in chapter 2. How to align with that is chapter 6, the techniques of meditation on the self. But now, how to meditate on the self? And what is the subject of my meditation? We learned in chapter 7. So in chapter 7, we learned about the nature of the true supreme self is twofold. One is his lower prakriti, and one is his higher prakriti. The lower is the one which I can experience, perceive, feel, touch and cognize and say, this is it. So the reality which I can perceive through my senses is the manifest world. The Bhagavan says, that's my lower prakriti. Everything that you see, touch, feel is made up of my own self. The astada prakriti. That's his eightfold, which is bhumi, apaha, kham, anala, vayuhu, mana, buddhya, nahankar. All five great elements, mind, intellect, and ahankar, ego. So there's nothing left. You take any entity in this world, it will fall somewhere in this combination of this eight. Start recognizing my saguna prakriti. This prakriti has names and forms, the saguna prakriti. But he says there is higher prakriti, which is beyond this saguna prakriti, which is a nirguna prakriti, which is no names, forms, colors, no attributes, no entity, no being. He said, that's my higher prakriti. That prakriti is what I'm now trying to align myself with in my meditation. Because I can identify with this saguna prakriti. So we started our journey from me being the most selfish person, is only thinking about me as this is me, to now expand my horizon and say, I'm a little better than that, I identify with my family. So my family is me. I expand my horizon even a little more and say, no, no, my community also me, not just my family. Then I even expand my horizon a little more and say, no, no, my nation is also me. Then I go a little further and say, no, no, this Vasudha Eva Kutumbakam, this planet is my home. That's my family. And then I say, I even go beyond that and this cosmos is me. This gradually expanding my identification from this limited me to cosmic me from a saguna perspective is which I can do with my open eyes meditation. But then I have to go to the higher prakriti. That is beyond all the names and forms. And Bhagavan says, that's my imperishable nature. That's Akshara Brahma. So the chapter 8 now makes an attempt for us to explain what is that higher nature. In the last chapter, in the ending two verses, Bhagavan said that one who knows myself in its totality, adhibhutam, adhidaivam, and adhiyagnam, even at the time of death, even that becomes a glimpse at the last minute. This complete picture becomes clear to me. 
what is saguna prakriti what is nirguna prakriti and what is this creation is all about bhagwan said he comes to me so now arjuna obviously wants to know all the technical terms he heard in last chapter so the chapter 8 start with arjuna's question and as we have seen he asked bhagwan to define seven terms he has heard in his discourse kim tad brahma what is brahman what is that brahman which you are talking about kim adhyatmam then what is adhyatma kim karma what is action we talked about actions we know without action i cannot even survive i cannot maintain my body what is action o purushottama adhibhutam jakim then what is adhibhuta you talked about adhibhuta in the last chapter kim proktam adhidaivam and what is called adhidaivam what is that kim uchyate what is it that we called adhidaivam adhi yagnah katham ko atra katham how kaha what what is and how the yagna is adhi yagna is dehe asmin madhusudana o madhusudana we have discussed madhusudana the slayer of madhu madhu was the demon in our life that which feels very good is my enemy sweets i learned that in old age the only taste survive is sweet i, I was talking to uh, one of our friends and said i don't know why but i never like sweets in my life and now in my old age i like nothing but sweets is an illness very simple all your taste buds die as you grow older the only thing survive is the sweet taste buds so only thing i really taste is the sweet taste everything else not very enchanting anymore so madhu is a demon the slayer of madhu is madhusudana is so, oh madhusudana prayana kale cha katham gneyo asi niyat atma bihi in last verse in last chapter he said even at the last moment if you know this know myself as adhi bhuta adhi daiva adhi agna you will come to me so, okay how do i know even at the last minute that you tell me how should i know and how make sure that i will know niyat atma bihi how do i live a self control life niyat atma be self control so that i will know you at the last minute you recognize that at least there is some exercise i have to do not just rely on a luck or a chance that i will remember him at the last minute just because i name my son uh, in fact he may distract me because you know, rama rama oh, rama went away from here to austin texas rama gone so i'm glad that i have only one son his name is not an any devata niraj arjuna says just let me know all other six questions were relatively irrelevant he wanted to know in the last minute that was the question how do i live a self controlled life so even last minute i will know your real self and why last minute is so important here that's a milestone when i decide that i'm going to take a vacation that's a change from here i'm going there till that time it doesn't matter i'm here maulik moving from here to dallas texas the day he moves is a milestone till that he is just maulik so prayana kale apicha because i know that i will have the transition from this self to that existence how do i make sure that i go to the right place to know you and 
the answer comes in next two verses, which actually, if we want to discuss, can take only six months. We'll do it in next ten minutes. Aksharam Brahma Paramam. Very simple. Brahman is Akshara. That which is imperishable is Brahman. Everything that I know in this world is perishable. Brahman is imperishable. That means anything which I can assign a beginning and end is not Brahman. Pandurang Sastri takes definition Akshara. That Aksha, that which makes I to revel in that form is Akshara. That's why the letters are called Akshara because it becomes real to us. So Saguna from that perspective is Akshara. But Paramam, Aksharam Brahma Paramam, that which is higher than Aksara is Brahman. So from that definition, that which is greater than Saguna, different than Saguna is Brahman. So now I have to negate everything that I know and go beyond my knowledge. Therefore, it is transcendental knowledge. Cannot be learned through intellect. Cannot be experienced through my mind. It is transcendental. Swabhava adhyatma uchyade. They ask, what is adhyatma? It's swabhava. Adhyatmic knowledge and the secular knowledge. Adhyatma is swabhavaha. Nature of your own self. His nature is what who he is. That which makes me who I am is my Swabhava. So, Bhagavan Sankaracharya says that that which makes me who I am is Paramatma, when he resides me is Prayagatma. And when that Prayagatma identifies with this body, mind, intellect, it becomes Jivatma. So, it is something between the Jivatma as I know myself and the Paramatma is all pervading. Part of him which is me is Prayagatma. So that my Swabhava. Without that I cannot do anything. Therefore I say Swabhava Adhyatma Uchyade. When I know my own self, that Adhyatma. Bhuta Bhava Udbhava Kara Visargaha Karma Sanginitam. Swamiji says this is a very revolutionary definition of karma from that perspective. Karma was always considered a ritualistic performance. When you perform any rituals, they were considered karma from our Vedic literature. Bhagavan now defines karma as bhuta bhava udbhava kara, that which brings forth beings and things into existence is karma. So any creative endeavor is karma. When I create something, it is karma. When I improve something, is karma. So, Swamiji says that anything else you do is just labor. Therefore, nobody congratulates me in the morning when I brush my teeth, unless you are a two years old child or three years old. You know. Because it's not a karma. Unless I assign value to it and say, I am doing it to betterment of my teeth, it's a karma. Bhuta bhava udbhava kara, that which creates improvement and brings things and beings into existence is karma. So Bhagavan's karma is, he creates this universe out of his self as Ishwara. As a mayapati, he takes the help of his maya, 
becomes Ishwara, becomes Hiranyagarbha and creates this universe. From our perspective, anything we do to create something, improve something, improve myself, improve the lives of others, that's karma. That which brings everything down is papa, not karma. Visargaha, karma sanginitam, offering. Visarga, offering. That which I offer something to create something, to bring something into existence is karma. Adhibhutam sharabhavaha. Anything which is perishable is bhuta, that's pertaining to bhuta. Bhagwan's nature is Prakriti and Purusha, but Prakriti is Kshara Everything in this Prakriti has beginning and end, including this universe itself. It started at Big Bang, a cosmos. When it will contract, it will go into singularity again. Adhibhutam Kshara Purusaha Adi Daivatam. Purusha is the Deva. That which is making all these actions possible, who is deciding as the potential which makes my eye to see, makes my ear to hear. We know that without that, ear cannot hear, eye cannot see. I take out and put it on, on the table, it doesn't see. When I was in Zambia, obviously in those days I was not a true vegetarian. And there was nothing available when I was there. So I was in a hotel. So I said, well, I can't eat meat that well, but probably fish will be easier. So I ordered a fish. Fish comes on a plate, full fish, with her two eyes looking at me. <laughs> and I said, please take this away from me. That fish is looking at me. I cannot do anything with it. Because I could literally feel that fish is looking at even though I knew the fish is dead. But I did not know the eye cannot see. That which makes the eye to see is the devata of my eye. That which makes my ear to hear is the devata of my ear. That which makes my nose to smell is the devata of my nose. Who makes that purushaha? That prayagatma in me, that consciousness in me, is making my senses to function. So Bhagavan says, Purusacha Adhidaivatam is the devata of yourself. Adhiyagna aham eva atra dehe deha brutam vara. And what is Adhiyagna? That transaction which is taking place. The sense objects are pouring into my senses and perception is taking place is Yadhiyagna. This Yagna is constantly going on at least 12 hours a day, assuming other 12 hours I am not aware of. So this yagna is the offering of the sense objects into my senses. And what comes out of the yagna prasad is my perception. Adi yagna aham eva atre. Aham, I am the one who is presiding this yagna. The yagna only will continue till I am alive, till the consciousness in me. The day I die, all my sense organs are of no value. That's why I donated very gladly on my driver's license. All my organs you can take away. I have no use after that. You can do whatever you want. 
So Bhagavan said that Adi Yagno Aham Evatra Dehe Deha Brutam Vara and they will continue the same discussion on verse 5 onward. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschid Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om